Hi, we're in Arizona and we're sitting and talking to Mariah Moon. Mariah, will you tell us a little bit about, actually a lot about what you do? So I run a New Life Center, which is Arizona's largest domestic violence shelter in the state, one of the largest in the country. But outside of um, providing housing, we also have services to victims of sexual violence as well as human trafficking out in the community. And then we also issue statewide training for prevention and uh, investigation work for law enforcement and prosecution. Do me a favor. Explain to us. What exactly is, well, you covered a lot of territory. What is domestic violence? What, how is it defined? In other words, if someone calls and says, hey, I've been domestically violated, what exactly um, does that mean? So domestic violence is usually classified as uh, it, it's rooted in intimate partner violence, and it is a power and control dynamic between um, an intimate partner relationship. That's kind of the core. Outside of that, we know uh, victims that have experienced intimate partner violence and domestic violence, it also interfaces and affects the family dynamic. So victims of domestic violence are not only the person that is specific to that intimate partner relationship, but it is the whole family that is now experiencing trauma due to a unhealthy power control relationship. So does this mean um, that the husband is beating the wife or... They're fighting or what? He could, but not necessarily. So it is a pattern of power and control. So power and control could look like physical violence. It could look like emotional abuse. It could look like financial abuse. It could look like isolating someone from their family for years in a very calculated method, uh, as well as uh, technology. Technology is a big one when we look at stalking. We know that stalking happens within the form of perpetration in a existing domestic violence relationship, but once that person leaves um, and frees themselves from domestic violence, we know that stalking can still um, be part of that unhealthy power and control dynamic, and sometimes it can even even become a lethal situation. So you're you're saying that um, social? Are you saying that social media? When you say technology, can this take place too? Um... Uh, one idiom like a medium like social media is that possible it's possible but i think i was uh speaking more specifically to tracking um to uh we all have codes on our phone uh and it is kind of organically understood within our society that we have uh, autonomy and we have privacy within how we utilize technology whether it's our phone whether it's our laptop when you have a perpetrator of domestic violence uh, coming and starting to tamper with one's phone, um, putting tracking on someone's devices, um, having way more uh, of a interfacing engagement with something that is very private to, uh, to a, a victim, that's when we're seeing kind of the, the danger territory of, you know, once I leave or if I choose to leave um, the house, am I... Am I really safe? Is there someone watching me? A lot of times uh, perpetrators will use tracking devices within our um, technology and we always have it in our pocket to continue that power and control dynamic. So once someone finds out or believes that this is being done, so this sounds like location. They got these location devices. We have these location devices on our phone. Could that be 
methodology by which they use to track? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we educate and do whether someone's coming to our shelter is that uh, during the intake, we usually ask them to uh, look at their phone and assure that there's no uh, extra app or um, installing of a tracking. And then as simple as the, the family plan or model that I have is I get to track my mom. I can press a little button and I know exactly where that phone is. And so we always go through a double checking to make sure that all of those tracking um, uh, possibilities on one's phone is turned off. Wow. So a lot of times I get um, alerts and I get um, advertising, advertisements are little tricky things that, that say click, click this to claim your reward or your telephone bill has been played, click here. Is that part of, a, could that be part of a trick to get us to uh, push the button and be tracked? No, I don't think so. Pertaining to intimate partner violence, that's usually not, um, I think that that might happen with uh, whether it's companies or, or different fraud agencies, but specifically to intimate partner violence, um, it's, it's really basic very simple ways um, that we all have access to of tracking someone else without their consent or knowledge. So you've got a family and the mother and father aren't getting along or the partners aren't getting along and the kids are there and um, the mother has taken the kids or has custody of the kids or whatever. Um, so and the father's trying the partner's trying to get back control of those kids. Uh, could that be parlayed into a situation for domestic violence? Because when you say violence, I always think about somebody having physical contact with the other person. And you just kind of like open up another door when you talk about technology and all this tracking stuff. It's technology. It's physical. Um, but I think the layers of oppressive mental and emotional abuse is we're probably looking at higher rates of people that have experienced that in intimate partner relationships and how dangerous that those interactions can be. Um, gaslighting is a huge thing. Gaslighting will make you spin out and will take away the assurance of what you're understanding as far as how you're existing in the world. Could that you is define a, that gaslighting, please? Uh, gaslighting is where uh, someone says that the sky is blue and someone that you have a relationship with is going to shame you or, or just say, you are absolutely wrong. Don't you see that it's red? Can't you see that it's red? No one else sees that it's blue. You are crazy. You're an idiot. You're dumb. The sky is red. We may know that the sky is blue, but within that power and control dynamic and that very calculated conversation, your brain will trip up and say, gosh, am I crazy? Hmm, is so. this person right? That is a very, very lethal form of destabilizing someone's mental ability, um, and that could last for years. So when you are always having those questioning moments of your reality, um, that could be problematic of you then being able to get out of the situation because you are so now confused and wrapped around this person's um, knowledge or, or, or direction of how they want you to think. 
Um, and again, that that's not just one time. Domestic violence is not a one instance. It's a power and control cycle that happens um, for significant amounts of time. So we're talking about some psychological tripping here that and that's considered domestic uh, abuse and violence? Absolutely. Not allowing a spouse to have access to financial means within the family could be a form of abuse. Um, destabilizing someone's mental health is a form of abuse. Um, it takes away the autonomy of someone being able to exist in a healthy environment. And when it's done by another person, that's, that's a violent act that interfaces a lot of times with women specifically and could possibly hamper their ability to really achieve a safe, a safe, not only uh, intimate partner relationship, but feeling safe um, and being able to achieve success out in the world because they are being controlled by someone else. How do we find out, how does a person find out or realize, um, it seems like if you're in this bubble, how can you realize that you're in this bubble? I mean, does somebody else from the outside has to have to put a hotel? How can a person, you know, realize that they're trapped? So I think they're, um, and we were just talking, you asked me yesterday why I had orange on. And I had orange on because it was domestic violence, or I'm sorry, teen dating violence awareness day. And that gave me and my team opportunity to uh, go on social media. Uh, on different awareness months, I get to talk on the news, I get to send um, articles are written about what what are the risks, what are the facts, um, education, I, I guess I'm getting to education, those prevention awareness moments aren't just for fun, therefore to start to provide really informative and important information on what is domestic violence what is sexual violence what is human trafficking because how we how society uh, assumes these issues are are really not truth human trafficking of how we see in the media is not how we're seeing um, majority of human trafficking victims being trafficked in domestic u.s um, we have to start educating each other in our community on what is uh, power and control dynamics in all of these intimate partner forms of violence, which is domestic violence, sexual violence, human trafficking. And then unfortunately, a lot of those have a lens of uh, child abuse and assuring um, there are children a lot of times in the house watching these unhealthy relationships. They are becoming traumatized. They're, they are being abused as well. Um, and they're interfacing with really, really unhealthy, unsafe home environments. Uh, in the state of Arizona, every 40 minutes, a child is bearing witness to a domestic violence experience in their house. Um, if you see your mom or your, or your dad, your safe dad being slapped or punched or belittled um, for years and years and years, that we, we do have the research to show that that does interfere with that child's social emotional development. Wow. Okay, I just want to jump back real quick to <laughs> something. Um, trafficking. So my um, knowledge of trafficking or my conception of trafficking is um, pimps and, and prostitutes. So is that what you deal with? Is that trafficking? Or you did mention something about cleaning people, people who uh, provide these services. 
So could you just briefly touch on that? What is trafficking exactly? So human trafficking is a broad umbrella to hold the issue of labor trafficking as well as sex traffic, uh, trafficking. Uh, the biggest shocker that I have when I teach people about human trafficking is that there is a population of victims of human trafficking that have no idea that they're being trafficked. Hmm. Meaning our normal concept of the pimps, of people being out on the streets, um, how would you not know that you're being human trafficking if your pimp is putting you out on Van Buren Street? Don't you know that's human trafficking? They don't know because that is not how human trafficking is always working anymore. We have um, the fortunate, unfortunate issue of technology. We have the dark web, and then we have grooming. We have um, a lot of our survivors of human trafficking, or a population of them, they come um, to New Life Center and get resources and realize that their significant relationship that they thought was was a trustworthy, safe, loving relationship was actually a pimp grooming them, controlling their basic means, so housing, food, shelter, clothing, um, adoring them with love, but then every other day they would ask them to do them a favor and go out and work the streets for a couple days. When you start human trafficking, and I think it's around uh, age 13 or 14, we're seeing victims of human trafficking starting being trafficking, those are un, un, um, unmature development, uh, developing brains that are starting to now assume that these dynamics within this, again, quote unquote, loving relationship, that that's normal. So they come and present at New Life Center thinking that this is normal. This is what I've been doing for since I was 15. This is a normal, healthy relationship with me. So they have to be um, outside of the trauma of their body being abused for um, whether it's one time or whether it's for years. We have to deal with the trauma and then we have to provide them space to understand and start learning healthy relationships because again, the grooming period a lot of times starts at the youth age, at the child-like age, and they have no idea what safe and unsafe is because they are being groomed and taught what to do. Um, and it's being layered in a loving relationship um, and, and it, it gets masked. That, that is a really, really uh, covenant way to mask a really dangerous violent situation versus what we see in the media of you get snatched in the alley and, and they put you in the human trafficking ring or you go out on the street and work on a pimp or work for a pimp in the middle of the night. There are those things that are happening more so than likely. It is grooming into what they think are genuine relationships that are hidden um, that people are being trafficked. Is there a site we can go to? Is your, does your site have more information on this? Yes. So you can go to newlifectr.org where, where you will find resources about human trafficking, sexual violence, domestic violence, resources. We do have a 24-hour hotline as well as a response team that will go out and support survivors of domestic and sexual violence. Um, and then also uh, opportunities to learn more um, and get involved with our agency. Give us that site one more time, please. Newlifectr.org. All right. Pretty scary stuff, but thank you very much. You're welcome.